0: As I get uh, older, uh, I'm discovering how great it feels to free up space and toss what once felt so important out and to give it away. It can actually be quite liberating, you know. Over the last two months, my family and I have been going through lots of things after the death of my mom, and some of what we have found are treasures and quite sentimental and worth keeping. But a lot of what we found, we realized, meant something to someone at one point, but no longer. And through this whole process, I have reflected upon the things and people that have been part of my life and journey and made me who I am, and I've thought about the various chapters of my life as well as some of the paths that I have followed. And I'm clear, as I reflect back over the 58 years of my life, that I have followed some paths in life that have led to great joy, a sense of purpose, and most importantly, love, and I followed others that ended up not being the greatest of choices. With each passing day, over and over and over and over and over and over over again, I run into what I talk about all the time, what I believe is the greatest truth in life, which is that all that really matters when it's all said and done is love, a life spent loving God, loving others, and learning to love ourselves. I say it all the time, I know. But I continue to feel compelled to talk about love because so much around us, so much around me and our country and our world does not feel very loving at the moment. And as God is love, and as Jesus is the physical expression of God's love in the flesh, it seems to me it's important to continually reflect upon what it means to follow Jesus and how we follow Jesus. And so this morning, I just want to spend a few moments on some thoughts about how it is that we follow Jesus and some things to keep in mind, what it means, and is there concrete guidance for us as we learn to follow him? Some great questions to think about on this beautiful September day. And the great news is that Mark's Gospel is very helpful in this regard about how to follow Jesus. But first, just some quick background to our reading. It had been a very busy time for Jesus. He had recently fed thousands of people with a few loaves of bread and fish. He'd been on a boat ride across the Sea of Galilee. He'd been harassed by religious leaders. And his disciples got into a squabble over minutia. He'd healed a blind man and now he he, he was on a walk. And it's on this walk that we run into this morning's reading. And in verse 31 and 32 of chapter 8 it reads, And Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And here Jesus not only foretells His death and His resurrection, but says to His followers that those who will reject Him the most will be those who proclaim to be the most religious and faithful. Astonishing statement. Those who reject Him the most will be those who claim to know God the most, to follow God most nearly. It's astonishing. He will be rejected by those most set in their ways. And another way of saying this is that Jesus was rejected by those who claimed to know God the most who did not expect anything new in their understanding of God, that their understanding of God was static. He was going to be rejected, Jesus said, by those who were not open to God revealing Himself in a profound new way. He was going to be rejected by those that in fact believed that everything there is to know about God, everything is to be found in Scripture and tradition and never anymore. And some of the religious leaders at the time thought that since what we now call the Old Testament did not necessarily portray a Messiah as they had expected a Messiah, the Messiah being like Jesus, that they could not tolerate God doing something new they thought was totally out of the box. Said another way, because the most religious people, those who believed that they themselves were the holder of the truth, because they did not expect something new from God, they missed out completely on who Jesus was. And not only that, but they crucified Him. And if we are not careful as we follow Jesus, if we become too self-righteous, if we become too certain, if we become like those religious leaders who thought they knew it all, we too can end up rejecting Jesus and therefore not following Him at all. For those of you who have children, as parents, we all have expectations for our children, I hope. But if we try and raise our children to meet our own personal expectations, and only by our expectations for what they will become and who they are, we can destroy them. And if we only relate to our children based on what we expect, we won't really come to know who they are. Instead, we will only know an image and false image at that. To truly know our own children, we have to be open to who they really are. And I think it's like that with God. If if we just try and have a relationship with God based on our established set and firm expectations and long-held preoccupations, the sad thing is I believe, at least for me, we won't come to really know God. We won't be open to who God is. And we won't be open the powerful, changing, dynamic forces of the love of God. So Jesus, in this reading today, is making the point that if we want to follow him, we need to expect the unexpected in our relationship with him and in our understanding of him, unlike those that are most set in their ways and their relationship with God. God does things and new things all the time. God does the unexpected. God breaks the mold. God surprises. God reveals other ways of looking at this verse and that verse. God does new things all the time. It's why new opportunities come along we never thought of. It's why some doors close and others open. It's why sometimes things happen at first we're not happy with, but over time we come to realize the blessing within. It's why certain people enter our lives and others leave. God is full of just astonishing surprises. So some questions to think about as we follow Jesus. Do we believe we know God so well that there is no room for God to do something totally new or unanticipated? Are we willing to see God in new ways and learn new things about God that may not have fit what we have known? Are we open, totally open, even to the point of getting out of our comfort range when it comes to God? Are we willing to be open to new ways of relating to God, worshiping God, turning to God, and praying to God? Or are we stuck in firm? And Jesus, in these powerful verses, goes on as He talks about what it means to follow Him. He talks about a second and third thing to think about as we follow Jesus. Jesus says, If anyone wishes to come after Me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let's dissect this a little bit. First, the denial part. What does denying oneself mean? Does it mean self-flagellation? Living with no pleasure? Seeking self-deprivation? Getting rid of joy in our life? Is that what self-denial means? I would say no, not at all. One writer says in a slightly adapted form, I have to say to deny ourselves has always been problematic for me. It rubs against my belief that says who I am really matters to God. And Jesus says to deny who I am that matters to God? No thanks, I've worked hard to be me and I'm not giving up on that now. So what was Jesus getting at when he talked about denial of self? The writer goes on, It's a denial of remaining by ourselves. It's to deny the autonomous, secured, safe, and closed life that is based entirely on self instead of on relationships with other people. To deny self means to deny the self that does not want to be part of community, to deny the self that thinks it can survive on its own, to deny the self that rejects the deep need for other people. And the writer goes on, I believe when Jesus said deny yourself, it's an invitation to imagine that our self needs other people desperately and intimately because we are all about belonging. It is about embracing the truth that we cannot live in this world, our lives, without our self being in relationship with other people and most importantly, Jesus. And I'd have to add that when we know how much we need others, We make room for getting to know other people. We become less judgmental, less hard and angry, less bitter, more humble and open and kind, knowing that every human being needs the other and that every human being has a mighty struggle going on somewhere in life. So part of following Jesus and part of what this denial is getting at, I believe, is knowing just how much we need God and we need each other. One more thing about denial of self. Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, often talks about the opposite of love. He says the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is selfishness, self-centeredness, and putting me and my self-interest first ahead of God. So when we deny ourselves, we become less selfish, less self-centered, And our capacity to love goes way, way up. And any time we get over ourselves and put others and God before ourselves, we begin to love more and more and we follow Jesus more closely. And then there's the cross and picking up the cross part that Jesus talks about. Obviously, Jesus is not saying we need to literally be nailed to a tree if we want to follow him. But I do believe he's saying if you really want to follow Jesus, that we will all intentionally take on things that are going to cost us something or require a sacrifice or put us out of the mainstream. When we choose to follow Jesus, we will sometimes get into things that are not easy, even countercultural, and the crosses we each take on will be different. For some, perhaps the cross you pick up will be to make the choice to tell the truth when no one else is willing to do so. Maybe your cross will be to forgive somebody when everyone around you says it's nuts to do so. Perhaps your cross will be to take a regular Sabbath day and stick to it, even though people question you. Maybe your cross will be taking personal responsibility for your actions when others say there's no need to as there's always someone else to blame. Perhaps your cross will be to keep your word even when the other person or parties involved are unwilling to keep their end of the deal. Maybe your cross is having to cope with some huge strain or stressor or hurt that goes on and on and on. Could your cross be stepping out of a circle of conversation when it turns to gossip or slander or something negative? Or maybe your cross is to give up anger in a situation in which everybody else seems so filled with venom and rage. Might your cross be something else that requires even higher levels of sacrifice? And I'm not going to get into it because it's not about me, but I can't tell you how many crosses I've picked up in 20 years of ministry and how many nails people have thrown my way. If we choose to follow Jesus, if we choose to do so with commitment, faith, and sincerity, it will be costly and there will be crosses. What crosses, what sacrifices are before you today? And aside from expecting the unexpected and denying our autonomous selves and picking up our crosses, there's one last thing I just want to touch on today, if we choose to follow Jesus. In verse 35 of our reading, Jesus says, "Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever, whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it." And as you've heard me, as I've talked about this reading many times, the word lose used in this verse, lose used in this verse, is actually closer to the word loose loose. If you want to follow me, you have to loose yourself. Jesus, in essence, is saying if you want to find life, if you want to find real life, if you want a full life, if you want to love like Christ loves, you have to loose it, not lose it, loose it, or be willing to let go of so many things and ways of being. And boy, can loosing be hard sometimes. One person writes, why do we try to hold on? What are we afraid of? The answers are not simple and vary from person to person. For me, I hold on because it feels safer, like I have more control over the outcomes. I think it stems from my fear. And person goes on to write, God wants to be Lord of my life, and the more we trust Him for the everyday things we face, the easier it will be to leave the things in His care. Surrendering control may seem like jumping off a cliff into the unknown, but what it is about is allowing God to catch us in the net of trust, knowing He will not fail us. And I love what another person says about loosing ourselves. Loosing ourselves is about self ownership, it's about giving up ownership of ourselves and turning the ownership of who we are over to God. What might God be asking each of us to loose today that is impeding our ability to follow Christ and to become more Christ-like? I know that we all are here in part because we want to follow Jesus more closely, and it is the hardest thing there is in life, and we cannot do it without the grace and the love and the forgiveness of God. But Jesus lays some of the things to keep in mind in this reading if we want to really follow Jesus. Jesus to expect the unexpected from God and not be so rigid in our expectations. To deny the self, our self-centered, selfish self, in some of the ways in which I spoke. To take on challenges, even though they run against the grain of people around us, which is a cross. And to learn to loose and to let go and to trust God. These are four things, four fundamental things about what it means to follow Jesus. And so I I pray and I hope that each of us today, whether we are thinking about following Jesus for the first time or the 10,000th time today, that we will think about these things that Jesus asks us to ponder. Where is it that we are feeling a rub in those four things? Where is it that we are feeling challenged? Where is it that we're finding it hard? That's the place that Jesus invites each of us to spend some time. following Jesus as I started with this morning is the most important thing there is because the more we follow Jesus the more we get that all that matters in the end is love, love of God, love of others and learning to love ourselves and let us pray